I feel more and more that I can be open to the sound of the wind and the birds and feel the wind giving messages to the trees. I wanted to ask you for a long time if you could talk about the trees and the nature. Am I, am I putting human qualities on the trees? When I see that this tree is wise, happy or sad. Thank you for bringing this joy into my life. Yours, Mudita. That's why this is the right place to talk about the trees. I like most to be outside also, but seekers has always been filled to nature. And that is the reason I saw that before I met Osho. Because I used to live in the Himalayas and the jungles and beaches. And then, slowly, slowly, when you live outside, you start getting in tune with nature. Because nature is like it always been. But we are not. So this is one thing that nature people anywhere in the world, they are in touch with their innocence. Maybe they can talk about it. Maybe they're not so wise, but they know the ways of nature. And it's very beautiful to experiment with. Because first you are a stranger and all the sounds of the jungle and where I was living, there was all kinds of creatures in the night. So it's a very good test for the mind. But slowly, slowly you get in tune and the animals accept you. And the same with the trees. It's not that the trees think, but it's consciousness dormant there. So they feel, and they even have proved that in scientific tests, by measuring certain vibrations in the trees. So if somebody comes with a chainsaw, then it goes ripples through the trees. No demand of that is there. I told you the other day what the Buddha said, all beings tremble in front of violence, because it's unnatural. Otherwise, the nature doesn't know about it. Everything is in harmony. Only man has made this fear 
We had everything from birds to trees to animals to fellow human beings. Because they want to control. How can you control nature? Nature is much bigger than you. But this is the dilemma of human beings. They want to control themselves and then they want to control the outer nature. That's why it's such a conflict. If you in tune with the outer nature, then automatically you will have to listen to your inner nature and vice versa. So when you are peaceful and silent and loving and happy and walking quiet in the forest or sitting in the forest, you will feel that you are so well received. I feel that every time, just this morning I went for a walk and it was happy trees all along. And I was thanking that nice soft moss that was so f soft underneath my feet, so I could walk without any noise. And then that little brook singing her morning song, but human beings, they never hear this, they never listen, because it's too much mine. This is the beauty when you allow yourself to become silent, peaceful. When you have got rid of all that disturbs you, then it's another dimension that is opening. Your senses is purified, open, clean. Then they function perfectly as they should. So trees also, they have different energies. When I was Osho's bodyguard, I used to sit in the night in his garden, and there I had names for almost every tree that I used to sit, and every bush and the rocks that I used to sit on. I had names for all of them. <laughs> Maybe that's where it started, all these <laughs> names. <laughs> One was the almond tree. It's a huge almond tree outside his room. And there I used to sit up and climb up, because it was huge. So I could lay there like a cat on the branches, just seeing. Human beings, they don't look much off, so if any bad people would come, I could just fall down on them, <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> and then it was another tree that I called fire in the forest. And that has a big spike, like big thorns on. And it was that big, and the hole looks like a big thorn. So that was the place of awareness, of fire. If you felt tired there, you could just sit there, so you touch those sharp tones, you could never fall asleep. You just had to have exactly so they were touching you. 
And I was so happy for that tree because that was awareness itself for me. Sharp. And then you had a big rock that looks like the turtle. <laughs> and I used to sit on that and it was so great because the old Chinese Taoist they have always painting of this turtle and some of these Taoists the eternal ones, they are riding this turtle. And I knew exactly how it was when I was sitting on that turtle rock. Because we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we were just sitting there. So that turtle rock, it taught me a lot about no hurry. <laughs> and still we are moving. Something is moving, but we are not moving. What is that? So I had so many friends there. What can you do when you live with people for years? They become very intimate. And the whole garden was like that for me. Then we went to America. And even as you said, I will never come back here. But in some mysterious ways, we ended up there again. After five years, I found myself and suddenly Osho came and I locked the door and he was back in his room again. And then I realized, oh my God, the master is back now. And I was just sitting outside his door thinking, how can we arrange this now? It happened very suddenly that we were back. And then the whole thing that it had to be guards around. And then next morning when I walk ar walked around the garden, I was very sad because nobody has been taking care of it. It looked like Biafra, the whole garden, totally dried. And I was just crying, walking around, seeing all my friends. But then we started taking care of them. And they got so happy. There is one language, everything in the existence understand, and that is love. If you know that language, you don't need anything else. And then the whole garden, of course, bloomed again. And then the Master was there also. So every enlightened 
person has happy people, loving people around. So the whole garden was so happy that now this guy is back and all these happy people are there to take care of us. We are helpless. I told Osho also that I had just walked around saying hi to all my friends the first day. What do you think about that? <laughs> and he loved it. Of course. Normally people don't understand it. That is he must have been happy having a bodyguard like that to just go around hugging his trees. <laughs> it was a happy family. So the more and more silent, the more and more peaceful, the more and more loving, the more and more you can understand nature, because that's how nature is. If you're totally natural, you understand everything. because there is no separation between you and nature. But these human beings are almost forgotten, because we have put all of our values on stupid, false things that is not worth anything. Lucky are those who understand nature or silence. I have come to so many places in nature when I've been walking, and especially in the Himalayas, that is just so beautiful that I have to stop. And then nature says, we are so happy that you can see this beauty. Nobody stops here. <coughs> then it's a great love affair happening. Human beings, they have no time to stop anymore. Nature always took care of me, that's why I could be so much in nature.
Osho didn't like anything to get cut in his garden. It looked like a jungle, such a small area. And you can get lost there. It looks like a big jungle because it was so overgrown. And his gardeners, it was the worst nightmare because he never wanted them to cut anything. And they had to sneak around, I know, because I was there. <laughs> so when they knew that he was eating or something, then they tried to cut something. <laughs> so it was a game going on. And I didn't want to know about it because I was in between. <laughs> Everything, nature, it just grows over, you know. If we hadn't done anything with the nature, then all the cities on the planet would just been overgrown again. It had happened many, many times. Still, so many ancient cities they haven't found yet. The nature always wins. Truth always wins. We have to cut some, and we have to do some, but it has to be balanced. And the more sensitive you are, then you feel it. You can tell it to the tree then, to the bushes, this is how it is, but, excuse me, but this is how it is. Then they understand, they are simple people. But if it's out of violence, then they go into trauma. That's what the Red Indian did, and all natural people. When they killed an animal, they always excuse themselves. We are so hungry, we have to kill you. But this is not any excuse anymore. Now we have so much good food, there is no excuse to kill the animals. I was sitting in the forest just this morning, and then many cows were coming, because now the cows are roaming free. This is their time, springtime for the cows. <laughs> They've been standing in prison of the human beings the whole winter, and now they are out. So I heard some cows there, so I just sat down. And then slowly, slowly, they start coming over. Who is this strange guy <laughs> sitting there? And I knew they're not used to seeing peaceful human beings, but they're very attracted. All animals are attracted. So then they all had to come. It must be 10, 12 of them. <laughs> and they all, because they felt something was so nice and quiet. And this was somebody who was no fear. And he was just waiting for them. And he doesn't even eat me. 
they knew this. This person, he's nothing bad in him. I don't even eat you, just take it easy. How can you be nice to somebody and then you eat it in the evening? <laughs> That's why people, they can't be nice with animals either. How can you hug somebody and then you eat them in the evening? I don't eat them. And all of them had to have. So we had satsang, darshan time there. <laughs> Everybody did pay their respect and then they moved on. <laughs> it was very nice. Of course, it took its time, but who cares? In nature, everything goes a little slow. And that's the only way you can be in nature, if you don't are in any hurry. Then everything is moving so beautifully by itself. Everything just happening. I remember after my whole past had gone away, then a whole monsoon I was sitting on the same balcony in the Himalayas, just watching the clouds coming over the mountain, raining, then some sun, then new clouds, raining, going down to the river, taking bath, going back, looking at the clouds, raining, one day, one week raining, ten days raining, okay, keep the fire going. <laughs> I learned a lot about the clouds then. Very nice. But these things you can't do. It happens by themselves. All natural people, they don't understand how the whole world can run around for all these stupid things, wasting their energy and life from money, power, fame, success, being something. Nothing, nothing of these things help in natural situations. Do you think those cows would care if it was the president? But human beings have forgotten everything. And lucky are those who remember us. It reminds me of an old friend, Red Cloud. He was a Sioux chief of the Sioux Indians in America. And then these white people, they wanted to 
by land and all these things and he said to the government people I am poor and naked but I'm a chief of a whole nation We know about different riches. These white people, they don't understand. And when I say white people, I just say unconscious people. We don't want your riches. We want to teach our children well. And how do we teach our children well? To learn them to listen to the inner nature. to the outer nature. It has nothing to do with your schools and universities. All your riches we can take with us when we leave this world. Keep your so-called riches. We just want peace and love. Shanti, may everybody find peace and love.